I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. I want to talk to you today about Mayor Bloomberg, one of the great frauds of all time. Bloomberg is a Jewish name, and the chances are he's Jewish, although if he's not telling that any lies about this, it's the only thing he's not lying about. Because otherwise, he's a corrupt fraud who has the image of an honest, wonderful person because he's so rich and he's knocking himself out for the city. This man has no conscience, he has no concern for the average worker, for the average, or for the average person in this city. This lowlife, there's no conscience at all in this man. This phony, fraudulent, sickening billionaire. You know what he does? First, he tells you when they voted against the third term with two referendums. He said, that's the essence of democracy and you have to respect it. And at first he said that whoever would try to overturn it all by himself or through a city council would be a disgusting character. That's what he said himself. He called that a, an anti-democratic move that's inexcusable, that's disgusting, that's abominable. He couldn't find enough words to curse people who would even think of it until he decided, ah, the hell with it. Who cares what I said before? I feel like taking a third time. I'm not that busy. Where else am I going to go with all my money? Who's going to bother with me if I'm not a mayor? Where am I going to get all my egomania out of my system? How am I going to get the attention of a whole country? I got a good idea. Forget about democracy and forget what I said. Nobody counts, nothing counts except for one thing, one thing that counts. That counts that he has no conscience, he has no decency, he has no character, he has no loyalty to anybody, has no compassion for anybody. Anybody who could say kids could, f could freeze or burn or die and they mean nothing to him doesn't have a conscience about, a, about anything else in the world. Wear a sweater. Um, if, you're, if you're chilling. This is the lowest pig that ever lived. Forget about anything I said about anybody else. They mean nothing compared to this. This is a pig of the lowest kind. I hope he passes away by Thursday. Oi! There's a sparkle in the air. Silvery magic everywhere. It's the happy holiday sound of the Brit Summers Show. have a situation where we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where uh, you turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you can never handle it. And you don't get any water. You turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly, my suggestion. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Okay. Yes, it is. And you're listening to it right now. The Brit Summers Show. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. 
And uh, you probably didn't hear that on the air <laughs> because it's uh, a lot more fun online. Uh, but nevertheless, I hope you enjoy this half hour on the uh, mighty WWNN radio network where you'll hear this show for a half hour throughout the week. I think they fill a hole here and there with the with a half hour when I got extra time. You might hear it at 3.15 in the morning. You never know. But generally, it's on at 4 on Sundays. You can count on that. That is, I should say, the WWNN Tiffany Network. <laughs> Nobody remembers that. That was CBS at one time. It was referred to as the Tiffany Network. And last week, as I was recording the show, two things were happening. One, the hearings were taking place. And uh, on the day that I was talking about this disgrace to the uniform that Trump pardoned last week, I was talking about that. And on the same day I was doing the show, uh, the shooting took place in Pensacola. And what I don't understand is why are we still training Saudi nationals how to fly planes? (laughs) Haven't we? How many bad lessons do we have to learn? Before we stop doing them. By the way, of course, the orange fatso came out. Hey, the Saudis, they apologize. Saudis had nothing to do with it. Can you imagine after 9-11? You, we, are, oh, we already know what he said after 9-11. I got the tallest building in New York. Uh, but if 9-11 happened now, he'd come out and apologize for the Saudis, which essentially, uh, that's what Bush did too. Got to apologize. Got to kiss their sandy Saudi ass because uh, they're our friends. They're our allies, our close buddies and pals. And they always have us to call. They always have Trump to call when they need a new blade for their bone saws. Yeah, they're our pals. They're our buddies. When are we going to wake up to this? They're still (laughs) training Saudi nationals in the same flights. I believe it's the same flight school that the uh, hijackers used. No, they're okay. You know, they paid their money. What the hell's wrong with us? They're still doing that. And this guy's name was uh, Mohammed uh, Ali Bubu uh, Kuklafran and Ali. Still no clue from Sa- a Saudi national? He's not. He wasn't from here. Saudi Abubu uh, cocks a hoist to Yuhu. Sure, we'll teach you how to fly our commercial airliners. 9-11, well, that was so long ago. Stop living in the past. Bring all the Saudis over here. Teach them how to crash our planes in the buildings. Why not? Let's do it all over again. And we got a president now that will apologize for it. That will stick his tongue way up Saudi ass. Because he owes him money. I mean, somebody please tell me how this guy cannot be called out. I mean, he has been, but uh, I mean, by everybody. This is an out and out blatant traitor to this country. I mean... On the day that Democrats filed two pieces of, it should be more, but two articles of impeachment, on the day they do that, he holds a private meeting with his old friend, Sir Lavrov. Now, this is the guy he was playing grab ass in the Oval Office with after he fired Comey. goes way back. And it turned out, it seems to me that other than uh, Rand Paul, that uh, this Sir Lavrov is the back-channel meeting for Putin. Now, is is anybody outraged that in our Oval Office, he's having a private meeting with a Russian foreign minister, no press allowed, no notes allowed to be taken, 
closed door in the Oval Office with the Russian Foreign Minister, Sir Lavrov. Nobody's upset about that. Now, it wasn't that long ago that he himself said, Remember the Rosenbergs? We had a different way of handling traitors back then. Yeah, we fried them in the electric chair. Why? For delivering secrets to the Russians, our foreign enemy. And back then we took that seriously. Now, if you commit an act of treason and espionage right inside of the Oval Office, the American public goes, Yeah, but back then, if you'll recall, fatso, that it was your pal, Roy Cohn, who put them in the electric chair. And by the way, Ethel had nothing to do with it. Yeah, Julius was guilty of that, and that's what happened back then. Now, nobody cares. Eh, whatever it is, sell our top secrets. Give them the codes. Eh, well, forget the Republicans. They're, 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 they're so enamored with this orange turd. Oh, Don Trump, I want to put you in my mouth. They just, they, it, forget them. They're a lost cause. They don't care. They want to see this country wrecked because that's what uh, being a Republican is all about, to really screw things up, to be a destructionist. And that's what they're into, destruction. Nothing good. There ain't nothing good about those those treasonous bastards. Uh, how, how can you be so short-sighted? Yeah, you'll get your check in the short term. Yeah. And then what? And then what do you get? I don't know. Okay. They filed the articles of impeachment. Nice. And, and hopefully by time this show gets on the air, they will have voted for. They, they keep saying they're going to fast track the vote, but uh, I, I, that keeps changing, too. I am of the opinion that the sooner the better, because they're going to go on break again for a couple of weeks. And then I think the first primary vote is in February. So there ain't that much time. I mean, they got uh, up till the Christmas break which I'm certain I'll be gone for a couple weeks to relax. And uh, in uh, January, will be it. And the reason that the uh, Republican side is saying, got to slow it down. We got to take our time doing this is so that it'll uh, go past the uh, election date. Because they're under the impression he's going to get reelected. And the only way that's going to happen is if the DNC lets it. Like last time. Hey! 
potatoes and meat And then I'm gonna sit back down I'm back in the USSA You shut your mouth and don't be FM, 96.9-1039, The Brit Summer Show on 1470, WWNN. Now, since I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, uh, I'll leave you with this for the holiday season. So, uh, well, we could say Christmas again, because we couldn't say it before, because we had a black guy in our Oval Office. That's That's what that was all about. Uh, yeah, for for this Christmas and this holiday season, uh, if you're going to be around family and former friends <laughs> that support Trump, this may come in handy. And I get this from, uh, it was a tweet from Walter Schaub, who was a former director of the uh, Office of Government Ethics. And, uh, of course, he resigned on my birthday, July 19th, 2017. He's, he's gone, and once he's gone, he just couldn't take it anymore. Well, regarding this impeachment, he tweeted out a list of what you should know, quite simply, and uh, have pen and paper ready because this is great. Really, this is all you got to know for anybody who wants to argue with you about the uh, impeachment. Trump did the following. Solicited foreign attacks on our elections. Used federal appropriations or other resources to pressure foreign governments to help him win re-election. Implementing an across-the-board refusal to comply with any congressional oversight at all. You want more? Uh Uh-huh. Firing the heads of government's top law enforcement agencies for allowing investigations of the president. Retaliating against whistleblowers and witnesses who testify before Congress. Investigating investigators. But that didn't work out too good. Now did it? Who investigate the president. Attempting to retaliate against American companies perceived as insufficiently supportive of the president. Attempting to award the president's own company with federal contracts. Using personal devices, servers, or applications for official communications. Want more? Communicating secretly with foreign leaders, like I just talked about. With foreign governments knowing things about the White House communications that our own government doesn't know. Abandoning steadfast allies abruptly without prior warning to Congress to cede territory to Russian influence. Destroying or concealing records containing politically damaging information. Employing white nationalists and express... <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is great. This is You have to be armed with this to go up against the uh, right-wing media monkeys who listen and obey all of their talking points. Employing white nationalists and expressing empathy for white nationalists. After an armed rally, which one of them murdered a counter-protester and another shot a gun into a crowd, which I talked about that last week, uh, disseminating Russian disinformation (laughs) at Fox News, covering for the murder of a journalist working for an American news outlet by a foreign government that is a major customer to the president's private business. Violating human rights and international law at our border. Operating a supposed charity that was forced to shut down over its unlawful activities. Lying incessantly to the American public. Relentlessly attacking the free press. Violating the emoluments clauses of the United States Constitution. Misusing the security clearance process to benefit his children and target perceived enemies. 
drawing down on government efforts to combat domestic terrorism in order to appease a segment of his base. Refusing to aggressively investigate and build defenses against interference in our election by Russia after the country helped him with an election. Now, I just want to say that uh, next year, it's going to be all up to us to use our own minds. Please don't pay too close attention to what's on the TV. And especially, don't pay a lot of attention to what's going on in Facebook. It's incumbent on all of us to use our own brains. Think on our own two feet and not rely on other opinions. Formulate your own opinions and uh, you know, consider others, but have your own. Stand by them. Use your brain. And don't let the TV work the brain for you. And then... Russia will lose. Uh, <clears throat> to continue, engaging in a documented campaign of obstruction of a special counsel's investigation, lying about hush money payoff, omitting his dead, and that we all know about the hookers, coordinating with his attorney in connection with activities that got the attorney convicted <laughs> of criminal campaign finance violations, interfering in career personnel actions which are required by law to be conducted free of political influence, refusing to fire a repeat Hatch Act offender after receiving a recommendation of termination from the president's own Senate-confirmed appointee based on dozens of violations, calling members of Congress names and accusing them of treason for conducting oversight attacking states and private citizens frequently and in terms that demean the presidency, using the presidency to tout his private businesses and effectively encouraging party candidates' businesses and all others to patronize his business, causing the federal government to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at his businesses and costing the American taxpayers well over $100 million, hosting foreign leaders at his private business calling on the Justice Department to investigate political rivals, which he did, and it didn't work out. Now, did it, uh, Bill Barr? You fat kamyakal. Using the presidency to endorse private business and the books of various authors as a reward for supporting the president, engaging in nepotism based on flawed OLC opinion. Look, look this up. <clears throat> I don't want to waste your time. This is actually it gives you a really good rundown on, on what's going on with our country right here. Walter Schaub. Just look it up. Uh, list uh, Walter Shaw. S H A U B B B. Thank you, sir. Look it up and, uh, and and print it out and commit it to memory. And then you're good. You're armed with facts. And real quick, I just want to point out what he said at that rally, uh, calling the FBI scum. Uh, all I can say to you, Donnie, is uh, once you're out of that office, and you will be. One way or another. Uh, you better watch your back, Pally, because when you call FBI, when you call our security agency scum, you're not winning any friends there, pal. No. Yeah, yeah, you got your little rallies there with your little mugwums going, Yeah! Yeah! You're not going to have that once you're out of office. I... Uh, <laughs> whoever the president is going to be, once he's gone, <clears throat> I suspect that uh, first order of business is going to be get rid of all of his stupid executive orders. I think once the president's gone, they're no longer valid. I That part I don't know. But it would seem to me, since it's an executive order, you can just uh, 
reverse them once he's out of there and once they fumigate the place goes boy can you imagine how how bad that place must smell with the stale fast food oh god oi he's turned that thing into a turnpike toilet and on top of everything else with with, uh, calling the federal bureau of investigation a bunch of scumbags you're all scum and his audience going I want to put you in my mouth, Donnie. He threatens to, he didn't sign it, but he threatens to sign this executive order. Nationalizing Judaism. I don't think that's possible to do that by executive order, but, oh, let's see, who did that? Oh, that's right, Hitler, back in the mid-30s. But, of course, that was Germany, and the lures are different there. I don't think it, it takes a lot more than an executive order to nationalize a religion. And of course, you know where they're heading with that. The reason he did it is because he's retaliating against all the, all the Jews that are drafting the articles of impeachment against him. They're all Jewish. By and large, they are. Oh, I said by. But uh, yeah, so uh, the uh, evangelicals and rednecks and bigots and all of his biggest fans, they're calling it a Jew coup because it's the Jews that are doing it because it's easy it's easy we're talking about mentally challenged undereducated morons so you gotta hate somebody you gotta blame somebody it's the jews it's always the jews they're the bankers they're the power people yeah but then they're not power people like joel olstein with his 5500 teeth in his mouth or falwell jr uh, with his uh, pool boys and his uh, gay fetish parties that he throws down here in Miami Beach. No. Well, that's all not true. It's all false flags. No, no, no. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. Just ask Lindsey Graham, who was uh, floating in front of uh, the... <laughs> what was his name? Horowitz? Oh, another Jew! Uh, <laughs> that didn't work out too well now, did it? That was their retaliation. That was Barr's retaliation against the IG's findings which was the fairy tales to begin with. Oh, it just came to mind. I'm going to do a Lindsey Graham bit. Once in a while, I'll still do them. I don't do really do bits anymore, but I got an idea for one. And the reason I don't do bits anymore is because nobody plays them anywhere. They're a little too rough. I'm not soft and pink and safe uh, like uh, Randy Rainbow. But I did get an idea uh, with Lindsey today. Lindsey Graham, oh, you intemperate child, you. Oh, maybe at the beginning of next year. Because <clears throat> i got to get it out pretty soon. All this topical, you ma, uh, doesn't last long. Doesn't have much of a shelf life anymore. <laughs> Want me to play my stormy bit again? <laughs> wow, talk about winding up in the dust pages of history way in the past. <laughs> Nothing lasts here. <laughs> like, if I was doing bits, uh, assuming, of course, I had somewhere to uh, air them, <laughs> other than this show, they would be obsolete by the time they got out the next day. It's, it goes that fast. I remember, and I'm not going to play it because I played it enough, but the uh, Russian submarine, maybe I will play it, I don't know, but Russian submarine, that was the Russian submarine sank, and the very next day that bit was out. But even that bit, as good as it was, only lasted a, as long as the news cycle, which our news cycles always run about two weeks, and then that's everybody forgets. Like Parkland. In the land where we were born.
we get one loaf of bread and one TV. Life was bland and we were bored. That's why we all signed up to sail the sea. With no call for anymore. Fearless leader must keep us busy. But now we run the ocean floor in a Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine. Russian submarine. Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine. Russian submarine. Russian submarine. As we lie beneath the waves with bigger mortars and decay, hear the motherland band play. Russian submarine, Russian submarine, Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine, Russian submarine, Russian submarine. Run silent, run deep. They are losing power, Captain. Yet, not yet. Try again. Be sabotaged by Mooset Square. There is nothing more, nothing more that we can do. That we can do. As our comrades, As our comrades all turn blue. All turn blue. Without that oxygen to breathe. We cannot breathe. In our rush. In our rush. Submarine. Submarine. <laughs> we all die in a Russian submarine. Russian submarine. Russian you're listening to the Tiffany Network on the <laughs> 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470WWN, and the Brit Summer Show. I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks because of the, uh, oh, the merry, we could say Christmas again. Uh, but when I come back at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to play, now, uh, next week you'll hear the uh, annual or perennial <laughs> Christmas show that I did. I'll just run that again in the meantime. But uh, I always forget, on all my Christmas shows, I forget to play Fat Daddy. Now, who's Fat Daddy? Well, I'm talking about Paul Fat Daddy Johnson, who was a very popular disc jockey in Baltimore. He worked at the WSID, WITH, WINN. That sounds like this one, WWNN. He's a funny, talented guy that nobody's ever heard of. But I heard this song... It's called Fat Daddy Santa. I heard this song when I was a kid, and it stuck with me. So I had to, you know, I, I didn't know who Fat Daddy was. Uh, so look it up. It's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, something to do over the holiday season. Look it up on BaltimoreJam.org. Uh, look up uh, <laughs> Paul Fat Daddy Johnson, <laughs> and you'll be hearing that uh, as soon as we come back from the bottom of the hour break, which uh, starting with Air America, they called it a hard break. Is it a soft break? Hard and soft, hard and soft. And at the station, we were wondering what they were talking about because we call them long breaks or short breaks. Is it a soft break? We're sounding cool. We sound, we're doing radio talk. Soft break and hard break. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Sea of a hard break. 
So thanks for tuning in, everybody on the ground. Uh, I'll be back here uh, in no time at all, which uh, probably be around, I don't know, sometime next year. And yes, you can thank me now for not doing one of those tender look backs at 2019. I'm like, good riddance, bye, bye, bye. I don't want to talk about it. What did I say? Bye, bye, bye. The 2019. But keep your dial tuned right here on 95.3, 96.9, FM. 1470 WWNN. I'll see you back here uh, next year. Have a happy new year with the Brit Summers Show. The real alternative to mindless garbage. Don't you dare stop, don't you dare be a stub. Cause your heart I'm just gonna rob. Good cool, look at his playing Bob and travel. Hit it! on FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, uh, Google Play This, and of course, TheBritSummerShow.com, where the uh, handy-dandy little donate button is there, and uh, I appreciate your Christmas thoughts. (laughs) The greatest gift I've had all year in support of this show, of course, is underwritten and sponsored by Ernie. Yes! Now, listeners to this show know that I uh, have no compunction about uh, complaining about the lack 
of broadcast professionalism. And, and for me to say that during this show is pretty amazing in itself. <laughs> but you, you, you hear these, uh, I'm not going to get into it again, but I've, I've got into it before about these podcasters, podcasters who have no business being anywhere near a microphone. They should be barred from microphones, not because of the material or the type of show they do. It's just because they stink. <laughs> it's just because they're terrible and no one can stand listening to them except themselves or maybe their wife or friends. Because <laughs> it's pretty bad out there. Podcasters. I'm a podcaster. Well, I, I found something recently that uh, actually, if you, if you want to put podcasting in a hysterical, or I'm sorry, a historical perspective, what I'm about to play for you is where podcasting all began. Uh, because uh, <clears throat> it's not regarded as a professional uh, industry anymore. At the time, this, this was introduced. It wasn't even a consideration because it, it's, it's a toy it's for people to play with. And it was like, you know, something you give the kids to play with. But it, it had nothing to do with uh, broadcasting in any way, shape, or form. You had to have some engineering knowledge. You had to have a little bit of talent. Just a little bit. And you don't need any of that anymore. All you need is a laptop and a microphone. And you, you've got a podcast. And that all began, actually, I would say five, maybe six years before... People had personal computers, and uh, the internet was a thing. Uh, people started going online. I'd say early as like the early 80s. It was there. It's been there since 72, but no one had personal computers to take advantage of it. But when the personal computer came out in like <laughs> late 70s, early 80s, especially in 84 with the Mac, people started going online. Well, several years prior to that, unbeknownst, to broadcasters everywhere, the birth of a new industry, <laughs> the, a, a peak into the 21st century actually appeared. But, but before I go on with that, I'm just reminded, Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman movie is going to take place in 1984? They, can't, they couldn't get any more creative than that? Really? Ooh, 1984. <laughs> uh, how, how hard could that be? How hard is it to find the most boring cars you can find? They're still around. They're still on the road. You just get uh, late 70s, early 80s cars for your scenes. And, uh, and they're the most. that's when uh, the auto industry became very boring, very dull. And it's kind of not that now, but it really was. Late 70s, early 80s, worst period for American car manufacturing ever. Maybe if I have time. Later on in the show, I'm going to talk about the 2020 Corvette. But when this movie comes out, I want you to notice something, and it's what I've discussed many times before. Since the Reagan years, <clears throat> well, up to the Reagan years, our American society changed with each decade, changed drastically. Clothes fashions, hair fashions, automobiles, technology, all that. The only thing that has progressed since the 80s since the Reagan era, is technology. That's it. That's it. You go on Facebook and you look at your, your hometown Facebook page where they have pictures that go back to the 80s and stuff, you'll see, other than the hairstyles or, or some of the clothes, not all of them, really look kind of like today. There's no real societal <clears throat> visual changes 
for the last uh, 30, 35 years? Nothing. Outside of droid phones. Okay. That's it. Technology. Internet. That's it. You go outside right now and you could put yourself, without your, without your droid, go walk outside and you could think you're in 1985. Everything looks the same. But you couldn't do that from 75. Everything looked different. You couldn't do that in 65. Everything looked completely different. 55 and on and on and on. Nothing has changed since the Reagan years. And the reason for that is the middle class has disappeared. It was the middle class that was the driving engine between social change. And there really isn't anymore. There's no more uh, change. Music in general has not changed. The ballads, like I'll give you an example, the Whitney Houston ballads in the 80s. If you hear a new ballad now, it sounds like it's from the 80s. Nothing has changed. Uh, Really nothing. Uh, The pop granola rock, it's the same. Well, there's no real rock and roll anymore. That's gone. Corporate, that costs too much money for corporate. But what are they going to do? Okay, a big deal's being made that it takes place in a mall. Uh, Yeah, that was a big explosion. It actually started in the 70s, malls. And you know what the idea for that came up? In the 60s, commercial air conditioning. Prior to that, there were always shopping centers or there was always a shopping, a strip center, they call it. But uh, when they really got the indoor air conditioning affordable and manageable in a commercial way, then they started designing the malls in the mid-60s. Started all popping up in the 70s. Uh, I don't have to tell you about the Blues Brothers movie. But the, when the 80s came, well, it really got competitive with what they could do with shopping malls. One shopping mall was wilder or prettier than the other. We had a real nice one down here. It's, it's gone. Uh, most of them are gone, thanks to the, pretty much the Internet. And people don't want to go outside anymore. People don't want to go out shopping. They want to do it from the comfort of their fat ass. Yeah, all the malls closed. But yeah, that was that was the big thing back then, going to the mall. But they couldn't find, a, for the Wonder Woman movie, they couldn't find a more exciting year. <laughs> I mean, at least a TV show took place in the World War II. And when that got too expensive, they just made it current day. So... I don't know what the attraction was to 1984, but I'll watch it because I like her and they're good. I like the Wonder Woman movies. But getting back, getting back to what I was saying about podcasting, here's where it all started. And it was 1978. So for those of you, for those of you who are passing out to the podcasts you hear, <laughs> welcome to my podcast. I have some very important information about real estate that I can share with you. Uh, I mean, those kind of podcasts. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a guy. There's women on there, too, like the the one who precedes me. Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm having too much fun with this. It all began (laughs) with this. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? Well, you set the dial on your FM radio and... Testing, testing, testing. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone, the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. (laughs) Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. 
You can broadcast in mono or with two or radios in stereo. Professional entertainers use Mr. Microphone for rehearsing. And you can too. It's practical and great fun for the whole family. And for only $12.88, they really make great Christmas gifts. The perfect Christmas gift at Walgreens, Woolworth, Woolco, Osco, Venture, Weebolts, Montgomery Ward. And there you have it, the start, the beginning, the birth, shall we say, of podcasting. I can do it too. And it's been that way since, oh, I don't know, the early ats, when radio really came to a complete grinding halt, especially down here in this swamp. Oh, that's right. I said swamp, but this one isn't going to be drained. It's going to be flooded. Do you know what they did down here? <laughs> the uh, Dade County powers that pee. And I think Broward County, too. But what I read was in um, down in Miami. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, and I'm speaking to my audience in Europe and all over the world, because you're not going to see this on the news. Oh, maybe in Europe you will, <clears throat> but not here, because MSNBC and CNN are at the mercy of their sponsors who don't want to talk about climate change. You... No. And uh, we're suffering from it down... I'm not, because I'm inland, but those who live on the coast, where they can uh, walk out to the beach and say, look, we live in paradise, uh, they're up to their necks in water, because what's happening is the ocean level is rising so at such a great speed that the seawalls can't handle it. And on any given nice day, where it's a nice weather day, it may not have rained at all for days. It has nothing to do with the weather, you know, on a daily basis. It could be a beautiful day outside, and you'll walk out, and you'll see your car under three feet of water, up, up to, like, uh, your rearview mirror. It's uh, very common down here. It's being reported on locally, but you won't hear about it nationally. Because climate change doesn't exist. And it's very common. I mean, there was one time, there was a, believe it or not, it's probably not there anymore. There was a jazz club up uh, on in Fort Lauderdale Beach. Jazz blues or something. I, I was going to, I went there and you have to go up the side of a bridge and down to an access road and it swivels around into this little nightclub or store district, which is right off A1A, right near the beach. I couldn't go because the whole place was underwater. And it was not a uh, rainy day or anything. It just, the water just goes over the seawalls, covers all the A1A. And in Miami, it's salt water, so it rusts your cars really good. It, it is salt water going. And it, the only good news to be had is that the uh, millionaires who have their multi, multi million dollar homes on the intercoastal, uh, they're getting flooded in their living rooms. All right. Climate change, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Park your car down there, see what happens. Because here's. here's uh, what the municipal authorities of Miami-Dade are doing. Uh, if your car <clears throat> should, uh, for any reason, be underwater while parked, the county will waive the parking fees. <laughs> Crisis solved. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Climate change is bad enough, but at least you'll get uh, validated parking. <laughs> so they're really, uh, they're really doing it down there. They're really thinking about things. The last thought they give to anything as far as uh, architectural engineering or any types of uh, municipal streets or anything, the last thing they think about is parking. Oh, they just don't care. No. Hey, this is Al Gore with my Earth Day tips. 
Reduce your water consumption by only flushing your toilet when necessary. For example, after the third bathroom visit of doing number two, I finally flush. Goodbye, waste. Your family and neighbors may frown upon this, but Mother Earth will smile. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Al Gore. Happy Earth Day! It's Boca Brit Summers from Florida to you. Water rushed in and went right up to my knees. Thought I was in the sky above. Now I'm in a submarine. Water's cold, freezing my toes. A bag of blue diamond nuts is floating by my nose. Underneath the Hudson I could see A rotten corpse with both his feet In a bucket of concrete Lucky for me I could take a stroll along the way Thanks to a flock of stupid geese That made the water rush in you listen to the Brit Summer Show. So Trump was uh, very upset about the, uh, not so much the impeachment, but by how many times people flush a toilet. If this mental case isn't driven out of office or, or put put into an asylum, he's really, uh, if he wants to run for a candidate or something, let him be a candidate for a straitjacket. He is just out of his friggin' mind. I said friggin'. I can say that on the air. F-R-I-G-G-I-N. Friggin'. But I wonder if he's aware, people are going to probably give these as a gift for the holidays, uh, and you're probably seeing them. I'm noticing them more and more. <laughs> the toilet seats that uh, move slowly. You see, see how far we've come with technology, and we're living in the 21st century now? No, we don't have flying cars. <laughs> no, we don't have teleportation, but we do have, this we have, uh, toilet seats that move very slowly and i wonder what the idea is behind it i mean is, is, are you supposed to like get up put the seat up or down and and watch in amazement as the the toilet seat slowly closes what, what is it like shock absorbers or something who felt a, a need <laughs> for a toilet seat to move slowly <laughs> so okay so you do your business and you want to put the top of the toilet seat down after you flush <laughs> and then so what are you supposed to stand there and watch in amazement as it goes <whistles> well, I, I don't see the benefit to that my sister has one in her toilet and I'm like well what's the idea here I mean <laughs> why is it supposed to move so slow are you supposed to enjoy your time there? Does it give you a, a longer time reading? Oh, nobody reads anymore. They, they tweet. <laughs> well, anyway, the fat orange piece of crap, he, he was upset about the people flushing toilets. So uh, I hope his followers, his sycophants, his acolytes, which they are, they're, they're a private club, 
I wonder if they're going to stop flushing their toilets. Not that they always have. I would be surprised if they did, because I'm certain that hygiene isn't in their vocabulary. <laughs> Outside of meeting somebody named Gene. Trump supporters smell bad enough. Now he's telling them, he's ordering them not to flush the toilet. And I'm sure that their uh, obedient little women there by their side will approve of that. Just have all the turds pile up to the top of the toilet. And whatever you do, don't flush. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly, at my suggestion. You can't flush this. You can't flush this. You can't flush this. You can't flush this. My, my, my lunch hits me so hard, makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me with the runs and gas like you wouldn't believe feels good. When you're sitting down, doing your business, getting down and brown, but I didn't know as such, there's a water shortage, so you can't flush. I told you, homeboy, you can't flush this. Shouldn't have had that chili dog, babe. You can't flush this. Look at my eyes, man, they're red and watery. You can't flush this. Yo, let me flush a funky lyric for you right now. Can't flush this. You're three year old, get you out of your seat. He's learned about the body and he thinks it's neat. He's pulling the handle, laughs like a clown as your keys and Rolex watch go down, they're swirling. And such, what can you do? Not very much. What makes you mad is that night he goes in his pants, he smells like a fright. Let him know, let him know as such, he does it again and his head will be flushed. Yo, I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Do it again and I'll sell you to the gypsies. He tried to flush this. Ugh. Get out of my way, man. You drink a lot, you're out of rhythm You got the sweats and the room is spinning And now, you know, you drive the porcelain bus And so, you throw up and such You leave the seat up and you're in a real dutch Cause your lady has to go She sits right down and her butt cheeks get so wet You're schmuck, she's wedged in tight Now she's stuck That's word because you know You can't flush this Man, I think you're in deep Can't flush this Come on man, let's flush it down Can't flush this Greatest thing in the air. Fritz Summers. And this is the Fritz Summers Show. Well, when you come to my house, every time you ask to use the toilet, and that's fine. But when you're done, you always leave me high. A very special gift to you I surprise When you wipe your ass You can show a little class And just remember To flush When it's my turn to lift the seat Your lumbering turns out you want to see 
You took a dump and farted now Don't leave me broken hearted Just remember to flush Okay! What are those hearings is? <laughs> I didn't get to talk about them later. So I really didn't want to. wanted to see the whole thing before opining on it. And I came away with this. Uh, that uh, Pam Carlin. Oh! Unbelievable. She was phenomenal. She spanked everybody thoroughly at that hearing. And that little comment she made about uh, uh, Baron. First of all, uh, she went over the top with that. But let's face it. He named as he refers to his wife's son, after a uh, fake publicist that used to crank call offices in New York under the name John Barron, which was him. Everybody knew, everybody knew in New York this guy was a douchebag. But out there in the, the great flyover Midwest, they have no, they, they just saw him, he's on TV, come on in here, look at the television. They didn't know who he was. A crooked douchebag. Always has been. A punchline. And a well-known whoremonger. For years. But Ma and Pa Kettle in the South, they don't know what the hell that is. They see him on Tatella. The magic of TV. And speaking of the South, uh, Florida man. Florida man Matt Gates. You know, here I was a little disappointed with Jerry Nadler because uh, he he's a real pushover. He's a, he's a marshmallow. They were interrupting him on purpose to try to stall the proceedings. Point of order, point of order. You can't have point of order. Uh, and then when uh, Gates was yelling out of control, way out of order, saying all kinds of right-wing blogger, right-wing hate radio stuff, uh, just shouting talking points, Nadler just kept saying, you are out of order, you're out of order. Come on, Nadler. I was hoping he'd take the gavel and throw it right at Matt Gates' head. Not that it would have done any damage to that concrete skull. But the southern accents. Oh, my God. What that means is I'm stupid. I have no edumacation. The southern accent. There's nothing scarier in this world. Scarier than Godzilla. Scarier than a 9-11. Is the southern accent. Tell you what. Here we go. But I'll tell you what, good brother, I would rather listen to you fart and hear a pretty girl sing. Don't ever do it. Yeah, that's reason to run. That's reason to hide. Not just because they're dangerously dumb, but, but it's just, it hurts. It hurts. The stupidity really burns. I mean, and especially that guy, Doug Collins from Georgia. Doug Collins. Doug Collins talks like this. He talks like uh, Ross Perot on speed. Got an open hood and do do do. This guy, what did he do before this? Was he must have had a used car lot? Got a 1981 Plymouth K car over here. Runs beer, rides like Cadillac. And they vote for him because they're inbred. They don't know. One eye looks out to the left. The other eye looks out behind the head. And then some of them have two heads. That's what happens when you're inbreed. You become like a retarded and you vote that way. I couldn't <laughs> take. You couldn't understand what he was saying because don't like real southern. I'm going to hang me a Negro in a tree and, and a couple of them faggots too. 
Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, me, you got that naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. I'm a redneck. We like people driving behind us to know what our beliefs are. Doug Collins. So that's what Doug Collins looks like without the hood. Rudolph the redneck reindeer, he lives in a mobile home. He likes to kiss his sister underneath the mistletoe. He beats up his kids at Walmart, and yes, he only has two teeth. He used all his empty beer cans to decorate the Christmas tree. And then one drunken Christmas Eve, Santa came to the trailer park. Instead of giving kids their toys, they drank moonshine in the dark. And now Rudy is evicted, and Santa's sleigh is up on blocks. Rudolph the Redneck Reindeer collects welfare and watches cops. The vocabulary of the average American stops growing by age 18, and a lot sooner if you live in the Ozarks. To make a positive impression and to get ahead, you need an advantage. You need Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. With Hillbilly Verbal Advantage, you'll learn key power words that will make you seem smarter than you really are. Words like gruesome. Woo-wee, have you seen Billy Bob's boy, young Billy Bob? I hardly recognized him. He sure has gruesome. Raffle. You best get out of here or I'll let this raffle do the talking for me. Spearmint. I heard that old Doc Frankenstein was doing all sorts of weird spearmints in his basement. Give your vocabulary the boost it needs with Hillbilly Verbal Advantage. Call today! Well, I've known my sister all my life. That is why she's now my wife. And I think my son may know it's true. He's my nephew, too. Well, my daddy is my Uncle Joe. My mother is my dear Aunt Chloe. It is very plain to see my first cousin is me. Summer Show, you have been listening to on SkyhawkRadio.com, FYINation.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, the BritSummerShow.com, SoundCloud, and Google Play This, which I don't even know why I'm there, but yeah, yeah, it's there too. Uh, <laughs> and like I said at the bottom of the hour, I'm not going to do a tender look back at 2019. Really? You want to go over that shit again? No, thank you. No. We're going to go. Forge ahead, straight ahead to 2020, and that's that. And uh, <clears throat> I might be back by uh, New Year's week. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, keep your dial tuned to this station, and uh, I'll see you all here <laughs> next year. I wish everybody a happy holiday. I wish everybody a happy Hanukkah. I wish everybody a, a good Yontif. And, uh, and, and, oh, I forgot to say... Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy the uh, annual Christmas special that I'll be playing next week. Uh, that's the uh, same installment that I've always played. 
Until next year, ladies and gentlemen, that's how I see the world from here. Until we meet again, this is Brit Summers saying, All I want for Christmas is a slow-moving toilet seat. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. And to everybody who supported me throughout the last year, I want to give you a kiss. Kiss.